start it over. We're already too deep into it. We're back with Sessions with Mary Jane. Uh, I am one of your third hosts, uh, Jordan Freed. With I'm also one of your third hosts, I'm <laughs> Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> and I'm also one of your third hosts, I'm Rena Ezra. And we are here with a, uh, a wonderful uh, cat saver and uh, mother and... Uh, Ad- adopt adoptor what what would you yeah you're you're somebody who adopts cats like a for a living foster mom well yeah like but also parent? puts them out to uh, other people hooks them up adopted? with cool parents uh give it up for sierra you got the farina farina salgada that's me hello You're kind of like the like the wingman for cats. You kind of like set them up with good with good homes. When like a partner would be or a wingman would be like, "Hey, I got you. I'm gonna hook you up with someone tonight when we go out to the club." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that exactly what your job? I'm a watchmaker. What, what what is your daily life? Are you like your like your like work with cats generally like though? Like on a regular basis. So when we were open, I would come in. You have to definitely clean up. Cleaning mm-hmm. is really really a huge part of your life. Um, and feed them, and then people come in. They check out the cats. They meet with them and. Um, hopefully you find people that want to adopt them. And we had coffee when the pandemic hit us, like right away, as soon as we were open. And so we weren't able to do the self-serve coffee. It kind of threw a big wrench, but, um, we were lucky enough to acquire two new partners. And so we're going to be relocating to Jersey city. And today I was renovating the space. So what life is like when you're renovating is just pulling things out of the wall and, throwing things in the garbage and cleaning up after your mess and just making things look nice painting yeah it, is it a lot of like learning new skills on the job as it's happening and like or is it or is it a lot of things that you've done before so you're kind of like applying those again to a new work environment um for the renovations i'm lucky that my husband fred and he's my partner in all of this he's a handyman so he knows how to do everything and i'm just the the helper mm-hmm. um and so we do this for like he does it for a living i mostly do home organization and stuff like that but i mean being organized is a huge part of this being able to do everything step by step and be patient enough to like get through all the different tasks that you have to do and a lot of them are new tasks especially getting permits and going through the town and Mm -hmm. figuring out how to get set up and 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 do what you want to do yeah, that's that's always a hurdle, the bureaucratic paperwork part. Yeah, it's, it's always a part that you don't really think that much about because really, the, it's like the usually like the light, least enjoyable part of the entire business yeah. opening experience for cat cafe and for cat related stuff. It's it's huge, and especially that we want to mix food and and service and drinks and stuff like that where there's cats. So you always have mm-hmm. to make sure everything is separate and you're doing everything the right way. Yeah, because well, cat cafes in general have become like a really like a, a thing that people are kind of like do seek after because it's like a interesting kind of cool concept so like do you remember the, the first time like you ever like thought about like the idea of going to a cat cafe or experiencing a cat cafe <laughs> yeah um i actually the first time someone just told me about it i was staying at someone's airbnb in seattle and he was like an engineer went to school for like something completely different and he's like i'm opening up a cat cafe i'm like what he's like yeah they're doing really well and i love cats and so i'm like but you didn't you just finish college? It's like, yeah, I can do that anytime. But now I'm opening oh up a cat cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and so then as soon as I can go to a cat cafe, like a few months later, um, I went to one and I was just like, oh, heaven, this is amazing. Yeah. Do this as a job, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I went to one in Philly. Yeah. It was adorable. The co- was it the Kauai one? There's a few there. It's like, yes. Like, it's like all Japanese cute said? characters yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. That was the... That was new. That was, I've never thought of that idea before. And then until my sister looked that up and I'm just like, this is a thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like a very unique thing that yeah. you definitely jumped in. But also, yes, are you pointing at me because I should say the challenge or? <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I freeze every time Jordan makes a movement <laughs> or does something. But yes, Jordan. Oh, no, I was just going to say a unique thing about our podcast is that we challenge all of our guests That's when right. they come on. Yes, yeah. Uh, your challenge, are you ready? Ready. Okay, it's probably super easy for you. Um, you have to name as many cat breeds as you can. 
just through the length of the episode, interrupt at any time. There is no winner or loser. You just get as many as you get on the list. Oh, but I'm smoking weed. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Special Some people have gotten zero. They've protested the challenge. Oh, um, some people have got, what was the 90, record? I think we're 91. Two, 91. Yeah. Oh, no, I won't get there. But yeah. um, <laughs> hey, can I do it at any time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so let me do it as some now. Okay, so <laughs> cats have different coats, and that you can say that that's a breed, but then you can also say there's there are, most of them are all like the short domestic hair, which is one breed, or long domestic hair, which is another breed. Most of them fall into those two categories, the majority of cats that you'll ever see. Um, and so then those break down into the colors, which mm. is calico, which is the whole, di- all different colors mm. in a cat. Then there's tabby, which is the, the lines, um, the stripes kind of, yeah. but usually comes in brown or gray tabby. Um, then there's tortoiseshell which is my cat they, <laughs> yeah. now there's a diluted tortoiseshell and there's a regular tortoiseshell which is the like it looks like speckles and it comes in gray and beige which is my cat um, I never knew these were things and then, I, I like, yeah. anybody else in this room Jordan can probably relate to this too a lot of the ones that you've named already that I knew were only because of the musical cats because those cats are actually named uh, after oh something. wow yeah. yeah I never saw that. I actually yeah. based the decor of the cat cafe on the di- and, and some of our logos that we're working on on the different kinds of cats that's, that's a great awesome. idea but, yeah, I, but the, the catch idea. to me knowing all of this is I don't really know all the other breeds but I'll try to say some of those those are like the breed breeds that are like, you know, break down into the ones that I'm saying now. But, um, yeah, so tortoiseshell, uh, tabby, tuxedo, which is black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, you have your, just your black cat. And, classic uh, black cat. Classic black cat. You have your classic white cat. And uh, uh, orange, the orange cats. And then there's orange tabby cats. And so, but those are like orange tabby. But you know, are these really classified as breeds? Kind, kind of, because most cats are just two breeds. So then, like you could like, mm-hmm. and everything else is just a mix. Like, mean, like those are pure. What do you mean? Like, so then, then the other kinds of breeds, maybe you don't want to consider those. But that's like what, like if you go on any kind of like rescue page and stuff, it's usually yeah. broken down into the colors, and people kind mm-hmm. of will still still go kind of shopping for their their their. Their dream cat based on that rather oh, than those names rather than the breeds because most people don't ever get breeded kind of cats which the breeds are like Siamese, uh, Blue Russian, uh, Blue Russian, uh, fluffy cats. Damn. We're all imagining it right now. We all know which cat you're talking about. No talking about the slushy face. I'm not gonna remember yeah. that one, but ch- oh, maybe it's Persian. No, Persian is a cat kind, but I don't know if that's. They the are cat. fluffy. They're fluffy. That <laughs> yeah. might be one. Yeah. Uh, Devon Rex. Those are like Sphinx, but they have a little bit more hair, and they're super mean. Uh, and Sphinxes. <laughs> um, and maybe I'll think of other ones yeah. as we go along. But those are some. <laughs> the relationship that we have with like dog breeds is definitely very different from cat breeds. You're different. still what you're talking about it now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So super different. So and there's still way more more breeds than that. I don't. That's what I mean. Like I don't really yeah. know th- that many of those breeds. Maybe they'll come to me as I'm going. Through. Yeah, honestly, good game strategy so far. You like lead a solid base of like someone yeah. at the top, and yeah. now say as it comes to you, kind of just throw <laughs> not there. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, but this is totally giving us like uh, context or. In Insight, you know, more explanation into like cat origin and cat history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start yeah. with the basics. You have your colors and just, like that's how you're saying as far as things were classified. But yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Also, cats are pretty freaking old. They're an old species. Mm-hmm. They're yes. hella old. Yes, and they get nine lives. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just say that because they're all like, like. They can move and, and get out of things and fall, and it's like, how did you fall like, on their live? feet? Yeah, even it's, pre- it's pretty impressive. I love that they, they, they fall backwards. They immediately like to have that they twirl reaction to do, they twist. Yeah, know. so they fall on their leg all the yeah. time. Wow. Every time they fall, there's a video going around of like they a cat that fell from the ceiling and it yes. just got caught. I was like, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That actually terrified me watching that. Yeah. I was, I was very scared. I didn't see the, the whole cat. thing. I just saw the, the ending part. Yeah, I was no, like, the end that? was amazing. But the like beginning, you're just like, how did this cat get here? Yeah, I said that. How is this cat in the stage? Why is that cat there? And somebody was like, maybe it was already there. Yeah. 
some kid in his dorm like had a cat and they brought their cat out to a sports game with them. Yeah. Like, that's oh what it sounds God. like. How else would a cat get there? That's yeah. what oh, yeah. To be fair, there are a lot of cat videos where you're like, how did this cat end up in this situation right here? Yeah. So it's a very light cat. To Listen, Tom and Jerry, Tom gets the shit beat out of him. Constantly. And he is still going. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's a cartoon. But no, I'm not getting him approved. I mean, that, that really did happen to Tom and Jerry. You're yeah, not wrong about yeah. that. Yeah, so. Cats are often like... Egyptians? I'm oh, sorry. That just popped to my head. Because <laughs> cats are that... I was, saying, I was trying to think of a year, like, how old are cats? That's... They've got to be before Egyptian. Yeah. Wait, because I, I didn't even, like... I didn't even think of the Sphinx as being a cat until you just said that. Because that is one of the breeds, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hairless cat. Yeah. Yeah, so they're very old. I feel like they've been around, you know, since as long as... Probably, you know, a lot of like fox kind of animals. Mm. And, like, foxes remind me more of cats than dogs. Physically, mm. they look like dogs, but when you see the way they move and the way they are, it's like, oh my god, that's so cat like. That's a very good point. Yeah, they've been, you know, they were just wild before. Yeah. Like, hey, come be nice. <laughs> so, uh, who was your first cat? My first cat, mm, I always had outdoor cats. Like, we first moved to a house on Delaware Street, the main house that I grew up in. And when we first moved there, the neighbor that showed us around was like, there's these two cats here that kind of live around here and we all collectively feed. And one was Almond and one was Smokey. And then Smokey had babies and there were five. This sounds like these being made into a Disney animated film. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> and yeah, Smokey had babies, five of them, and we liked to care of them. But every time I ever had outdoor cats, they all disappeared. Like eventually, they always mm-hmm. kind of just disappear. And um, eventually, when I was like maybe nine or ten, my dad let us finally have an indoor cat, and mm-hmm. his name was Vincent, and he was really mean. It was really ironic oh. that his cat Your first bond was with a wild cat? Yeah, an outdoor yeah, cat. Yeah, he's an outdoor cat that didn't want to be with us. Like, he didn't want nothing to do with us ever. He was like, please don't touch me. I'm never going to like this. You know, he never wanted to be carried, and I, all I ever wanted was like a cat that you Wait, this is the indoor cat That's now? the indoor so cat, yeah. Vincent. This is Vincent's you, cat. We eventually grew to love him, you know, because you, you grow to love any cat that you're living with all the time, even if they're kind of standoffish, and he eventually kind of you, you could pet him a little bit but and uh and now my cat that i have now is really cool her name's winona she's really really sweet she mm-hmm. loves to be pet she loves mm-hmm. to just hang out and play and everything and um and i had another cat that passed away and his name was batman he was really cool too that, that was like my first pet as an adult you know that like Aww. i live on my own and now i have a pet and he was really sweet everybody liked him like people would be like i don't really like cats but i like your cat mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's a Great name. That, yeah. I always said he was a blue Russian that was just from the streets because he had the white thing. He had every single thing that a blue Russian cat has. But he, I went to open my gate from, and I like left my key at home. But you could open the gate by going like this, and I'm going like this, and I feel some furry thing. I think it's like a, a raccoon or something, and I go like this, and it's just oh a my kitty. god. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like a movie. Oh I'm my like, god. And so I grab him, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, hold me. I'm not scared. I'm like, okay. I brought him in my house, and that was it. Oh, and my God. He was super, like, usually feral cats or outdoor cats are like, what the fuck? Like, get away from me. Don't touch me. But that cat really was just really needing a home. Damn. Maybe somebody meant to, like, bought it from the store or something and, like, Damn. lost it. Like, it, like, got out. Because it it really, he had everything, like, a blue Russian would have. So And he jumped on me like a cat that had already been with somebody, you know, normally. Interesting. Cats from the street, cats from the street will run away from you for the most part. If they're young, though, they're down for almost anything because they think anybody is their mom. He wasn't like two weeks. No, he was oh, like, yeah, he, yeah. yeah he, he wasn't like a little baby baby. He was like, he was like this. He was a little bigger. Hmm, got you. Yeah, I thought it was a raccoon. It was like the size of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good surprise. That's like, a, so oh, I funny. thought this was going to be worse. Yeah, than actually I was like, kid, okay, that was cool. That sounds like an opening sequence for an animated Pixar film where yeah. then now this person and this cat have a long, wonderful bond with each other and you see the whole movie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, cats, cats. Yeah. Interesting, my cat now has the diluted, the, the tur- tortoise shell, the gray and beige, which I hadn't seen in any cat since the little cats that we had, that when I first moved to the house, the five cats that were born, they were that color. Mm-hmm. So it's always cool, like I feel like I went back in time and got them or something. It's, it's really nice, because mm-hmm. it's a really rare kind of coloring. 
You yeah. don't really see it much. I didn't see it. I didn't even remember it existed until I went to pick her up. I'm like, oh, I like this color. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you brought uh, cats together, but uh, you also have a knack for bringing people together yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell uh, the people at home a little bit about uh, the beginnings of Urban Renaissance? Sure. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, that also started through the Cat Cafe. I, you know, when I read books about like how to start a nonprofit, the first thing and the main thing it talks about is you have to fundraise and you have to be able to host events or do something that's going to, you know, generate the money you need to run the nonprofit because it takes yeah. a lot of work. And so the first thing I did was like a potluck that everybody brought food, and then I did a couple organized hikes and a couple like doggy dates, and um, and a lot of people were doing open mics. And so I was like, I want to do something like that. But like a lot of my friends were artists and I was like, but I'd like to also have art going on at the same time. Um, And so the first urban renaissance was, I think, maybe seven vendors, maybe nine vendors, something like that. And then we had like 10 performances set up. I didn't want to do like an open mic. I wanted to do like just, you know, planned, pre-planned performances. Um, And the name came from everybody in the group of the time when we were doing the first urban renaissance we were all talking about what we should do for the name and back then i was calling each person and talking about you know why were we fundraising what was the whole point and what we wanted to do and like the vision and so someone said i think that you know we should do something like a use urban and like something something like that kind of embodies the concept of of uh like doing something different than like you know the same kind of open mics or the same you know also just urban like the it was it actually his name's Urbano which is ironic Urbano <laughs> Urbano said um, you know when people hear the word urban a lot of times like they look like like it's a word like that's looked down upon sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's like we true. can like put another word with it that that like uplifts the word and but highlights that it's in Union in Essex County and that. We want to work with all local artists because that yeah. is another, you know, huge concept of urban renaissance. It's all local artists, tri-state or east coast, or maybe you don't live here anymore, but you're from here, or mm-hmm. you maybe you're not from here, but you live here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that. And so he came up with ur- the word urban, and then somebody else. I didn't have anything to even do with the name. Somebody else <laughs> was like renaissance, urban renaissance, and it, that was it. And it's like it, t- it came together so perfectly that like renaissance means renewed and reborn yeah. and rebirth and an age of art. And so I just think like the name it speaks for itself when you get there. It's like it, it embodies kind of what we're really trying to do with it. And um, and it's an amazing fundraiser for the Cat Cafe. I mean. I don't think that we would have been able to do any of the things that we've done without it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the huge, like it's like every time we have a renaissance, we're like, okay, now we can do a whole bunch of cat cafe things. <laughs> um, it's always been a slow process. We've been doing this all for like four years now. Um, and then as soon as we opened, the pandemic hit us. So that t- took us back. You know, thank God we, we found two new partners and we're able to do everything the way we're doing it now. But, yeah. um, you know, the pandemic really rocked everybody. So. Uh, it's been a long, long journey. But yeah, Urban Renaissance is kind of like the family reunion to keep it going and that yeah, reminds yeah. you why we're doing it. And, um, and it's, it's such a great name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah, there's something about like, like, when a name says exactly what like you want it to say. And yeah. It's, like, very it's just like, it's two words that really just like speak to all the things that like are really important to yeah. you in this. Yeah. Are you from Essex originally? I'm from Union County. I'm from Elizabeth. Oh, we're okay, cool. But we work with a lot of artists from Essex County and probably do with even more counties, but because Jersey is kind of small too. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely Union County, Essex County are are the main two spaces. Hey, any artists listening to this and looking for a community to join or to, I don't know, just to see other artists, support other artists and people who aren't artists come to this. Like anytime, we've been to two. Mm -hmm. Uh, our production's been to to Urban Renaissance, and it's been, I don't know, with just, like, how much work you've still been, like, you've managed to do, even with the pandemic, though. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, wow, this is very, like, yeah, because there are certain things that did not, I don't know, I was just, like, very, very happy for you guys, because I was just like, oh, I'm, like, sometimes you don't know if things are going to go through. Or if you're going to be able to continue, be able to especially with, like, the whole, like, people being in groups and not being able to 
really host events safely. Right, um, exactly. And so it's been rough, you know. Even now, the gym that we normally work with, we're not going to be able to work with anymore. Like, things change with that space. And so it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's always uphill, but that's okay. You know, it's worth it. It's always yeah, but it. you guys know how to adapt. Yeah, yeah. and that's what we're doing. Like, that's and how like, you survive. Even like, with it's... the Cat Cafe moving and everything we're doing, it's like we're adapting, and I feel so much... I feel relieved in the end that we did step away from the space because um, it was very, very slow, like, especially during December and January when mm-hmm. it was colder, like, because of COVID. And, yeah. like, you never know how that's going to fluctuate. And when you have such an overhead, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really... Um, it can be very daunting. And so now the way we're going to do everything we're still going to be able if anything we're going to be able to help way more cats because we're, we're going to have more, it's going to be more hyper focused all in one space mm. True. we're really excited yeah yeah. Yeah. has community always been like a, like a big part of your life or like had like a big influence on the way that you kind of just, I don't know just like, I guess like gather people or like interact with the world oh um, I've always been social I mean I, I've never been popular mm. so it's interesting now that I think I just grew and learned um really how to make friends and be a better friend and just like really the main thing is I think keeping your word and like always just like doing what you say you're gonna do Mm. and stuff like that and so I've definitely um gained a huge circle of I think the most realist friends and and compadres just like we all work together we all really like are just on the same page and so I don't think I've ever experienced a connection or community quite like I do now but I've always um I've always wanted to cultivate something like this I've always wanted to be in this space and I think I just kind of like I grew up and and figured out how to to just do it you know just how to connect with others in the in the way that uh they're real connections, you know, that's the thing, mm. that's what the, this community is, it's like, it's not, it's not just like Instagram pictures or anything, if anything, what I really love about our shows is no one's even on their phones, everybody's just like really <laughs> into it, and it's really artists supporting artists, yeah. like it's really, everybody is so passionate and so yeah. loving, and no, I've, I've never ever met a community or been a part of a community like this, so this is, it's, it's just wonderful. They're amazing people, yeah, it's everybody amazing. in that, and like everybody does speak very highly highly of you like I'm just starting to get get to get to know people like when we showed up at some of your events and like you see the same faces um and we've had some people like on the podcast that we've met through you know people that you've invited to wherever and stuff and like everyone just says like really nice things about you like you're so great you're just so great anytime I see you like you do seem in control you got shit down like you're saying hi to everybody you are popular the more people you know you're just like I don't know it looks like you got some kind of power and you're just going and also such a sweetheart because like the ability for you to take care of fucking cats like I can't oh my god I would not be able to do that job but you need to be yeah but you're like you're so giving you're very giving thanks yeah that's that's a big key to it too is like i actually recently had a friend ask me she was like how do you make friends like fast and like they stay around and i'm like i don't really have expectations i was like you know what i used to get mad at you if you didn't come to like my birthday party or something or i'd be be upset because we didn't chill in a long time like i let everything just free flow and i just meet people where they are and especially get to know what they like to do and i'm working with people like when we're doing when when we're meeting we're doing stuff and we're Mm -hmm we're accomplishing the things that are important to us and I think that's you know that's what this community is all about it's like we're all finding each other through what we love like, yeah. like we all meet each other through all different places and yeah. uh, all different events and just c- putting back into where you're from you know go to the things that are nearby and yeah. um, celebrate each other and it's been really the urban renaissance and everybody's stuff everything that everybody's doing is just so uh, it's like the age of the renaissance you just yes. look anywhere you go and even the pandemic kind of awoke so much artistry in everybody oh my gosh, and yes. made everybody realize like I can make money right here at home yes. what? <laughs> and so we're all just kind that's of that's what I love a lot of people doing their own small business thing like yeah. starting out small but like having the big picture in mind because they really want to grow and there's a lot of talent out there like yeah. people are really it's not like it would be different if there's a group of people and they did suck <laughs> yeah not, right like I will I will honestly <laughs> the say shitty that some that's people like thing. being artists like no there's no I can't say any artist whatever kind of artist you are you're not you don't suck nobody sucks I guess you'd say but like <laughs> certain like if you're if people are doing like the, like doing a certain craft or whatever but they're like 
material, whatever form that is, I'm saying is like offensive or is like or like if it's if it's like mumble rap or if it's like you know like we have certain standards as far as like performers, uh, especially like you can't be cursing every other other word. You know you need mm-hmm. to have like comprehensive lyrics where it's like. You're not just up there like, like, you know, like nobody wants to hear that. Like, you know, it has to be where you are, are, or you're taking your own craft serious. Yes. Um, I, I, I had someone come once where their table was like completely messy and like, you know, they, it seemed like I, I actually didn't do enough kind of research into where they were at yet in, in their display and in their artistry. You know, I kind of just looked at their Instagram and worked with them that way because as it's gotten bigger, it's more difficult to connect prior to the to the event, like as deeply as I used to with each person. Mm-hmm. And so I realized through that event, you know, okay, I have to actually really make sure that everybody that's coming, where are you at in your artistry and is it in a level where you, you should be displaying it? Because you still mm-hmm. sometimes right. have to get, you have to practice, you know, yeah. it's all about practice. It's all about dedication and um, we also have an open mic that we're working on called The Gauntlet, and the reason why it's called The Gauntlet is because it's like you're, first you come and you're kind of like, your first open mic is like an audition, mm-hmm. and you're, we're gonna see what you got, and, and tell you truthfully, and give you a real critique about your lyrics, about your sound, about what could be improved, and then we offer a feature slot, which we're actually gonna be paying the artists, because most open mics, it's like, the artists are paying to perform, so yeah. if you're in a feature spot, you're actually getting paid to be there, and that's why you come first to do the open mic to, you know, to get kind of feedback on your craft and t- you can keep kind of perfecting nice. it and, cool. and then come nice. and be a feature artist and that's called The Gauntlet. And so the Urban Renaissance is more for um, artists that are already established and local mm-hmm. and that way people know that like instead of going to a big city show or a big festival, you can come right here and do it, you know, and like yeah. I want to make the Urban Renaissance a big festival but of local artists and I yeah, want it to be like camping, I want it to get to a point where it's a whole weekend um, and so, Yo, but, you're gonna be pumped. <laughs> I feel like that's totally gonna be because there's nothing like that out here. here. Yeah. But I can't do it alone. I need all y'all to come with me and do it. You know, everybody's gonna yeah, come. Yeah, no, to come through. Mm-hmm. to make it. It takes a whole energy. village. Yeah, 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 it takes a whole village. So yeah. how did you and Fred meet? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I know this. But you don't have to answer if you don't. Want oh no, to. of course. I love it. Good. Love our our story's pretty cool. Um, we <laughs> met through a mutual friend at the time. Um, and we, we saw Cloud Atlas together and I was actually on a date with someone <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny I went on a first date with someone because I didn't know my friend was just like oh I'm gonna bring my friend Fred and I was like oh cool and we all went to see Cloud Atlas which I think is really interesting because Cloud Atlas is about like multiple lives and I definitely feel like I know Fred for so many lifetimes mm-hmm. um and then after that, he would just be around whenever I hung out with that friend. He would also hang around. And, I, and everybody loved him. And I'm like, I don't get it. He just drinks, like, beers and hangs out. He's pretty quiet. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why is everybody so obsessed with this kid. And, like, the friend that made, like, had us meet really said to me after one day of us all hanging out, like, oh, don't be predictable and go and like my boy. I know everybody loves him. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then somebody else, because he said that somebody else was like, oh, Freddie and Sierra are definitely going to hook up. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, where is this guy even coming from? And so I actually kind of was just like, shun. Like, because of all of this, now I'm not even going to like pay any attention to you until um, one, like a few... A few months later, I'm super hungover. I can't roll a blunt. I can't do anything. And I need to smoke a blunt to not be hungover anymore. And so all my friends are busy. Everyone in the whole world is busy. And I'm like, even my mom. Like, I'm so, I'm like, when I'm that hungover, I'm because I'm like 22 at the time. I don't even drink this much ever now. But if I'm that hungover, I want to be like cared for, you know? And so my mom couldn't come, nobody. And I'm like, oh my God. I've never hung out with Fred. Everybody says Fred's such a great guy. I'm going to tell Fred to come over and roll a blunt. I need to fucking smoke a blunt right now. And so he comes and he rolls and he brings chowfla and he's super funny. And like, it was like a whole date. Like, it, I didn't oh. intend that. I just wanted to know. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it was a whole date. He was super cheesy and cute. And like, like, and we talked about so many different things. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get why everybody likes him now. And then, um, and then like a month later, it was like New Year's Day and all of us, all, it was like maybe 15 of us all went out to dance at, in Hell's Kitchen in Newark. I don't even think they're open anymore. 
And then me and Freddie were dancing for like maybe two songs, two or three songs, and we look around and all our friends left us. All of them. Like 15 people came out with us. And they mm-hmm. all, and Fred bought them a bunch of them drinks and they all dipped. And I call my friend, I'm like, where'd you guys go? And they're like, oh, you better give him a New Year's kiss. Ha! <laughs> and like laughing, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they just dipped on us so that we would be alone because I guess they all wanted us to be together. Oh they all like God. conspired for this. And uh, and it worked. We definitely had a New Year's kiss and we've been together <laughs> ever since. So. <laughs> I moved to California like three months later. I had already had my I had already had my uh, my ticket, and he was like, "I can move to California." After three months, not like right in the beginning. After yeah. three months, he was like, "Why not? I can try it out and see what happens." And it was perfect. And, like we've been together ever, ever since. Oh my god! How was California? It was really nice. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, we lived in. So why did you come back? <laughs> um, well, we came back because Fred's dad had stage three cancer. He's okay now. So we came back because of that. But also, my dad is oh now seventy six, and he thought when I originally planned to move out there, he thought he and my mom were going to move too. Mm. But they came out after I was there for like six months, and he hated it because he had only stayed for like three days before he stayed for two weeks and after a week he was like it's so slow here everything opens at 11 a.m and closes at 4 p.m nobody wants to fucking work what is going on everything is so slow here i can't live here he thought it was unbearably slow which it is a little slow you know it's it's pretty relaxed you know like um something that fred says about cali that i really love is that um you know and colorado and places like that uh you know, they have mountains, they have hikes, they have the water, they have so many different beautiful things. And so when they're stressed or upset, they go do that. You know, us, we don't have all that. So we have each other. So we are each other's mountains. We are each other's rivers. Mm-hmm. And so we came back uh, the first time because of family and problems. But then we, when everybody was all right and we had our own problems, we moved to Colorado. And it was there when we realized, like, I want to go back to Jersey. Like, we missed the people. We missed yeah. being around, you know, such diversity and just the food and the like just everything that there is to do there's there's nature here but there's also city here and it's a different kind of city you know i felt like in southern california after a while uh it just gets uh, kind of boring if if you're if you're used to like a you're doing a lot of things all the time and like yeah sure you know it was your lifestyle is just different yeah you're just used to a different kind of lifestyle yeah it just felt like and i felt like i wasn't i was connecting with people but i wasn't connecting deeply with mm. people, you know like i would talk about things and i feel like people would just be like like i always felt like i was talking too much <laughs> and i don't ever feel like that here so so yeah, yeah. i wonder if that's because of like, since we're always on the go, go, go in the East Coast, and we don't want to, like, do the small talk, we're like, we don't have time for that, get to your deep shit. Yeah! So, like, it's kind of like... It's not true, yeah. 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 Like, that's so we get deeper connections with people, but California's like, oh, very slow, but also a little bit more superficial, I guess? Yeah, I well, it felt a little, it felt a little shallow. Not necessarily superficial, because people... What is it, though? Why? Why people are people aren't, like, so about shallow? brands or anything like that? Nobody gives a fuck about, like, you know having anything fancy everybody's just like real chill you Mm -hmm. know super chill i also found that the weed culture is so intense there that it's just like all right you know it's a lot of weed you know it's just like weed weed was like a a part of the personality you know like and it's just like i I don't know i got really bored of weed too i got kind of i got bored (laughs) generally i got bored like we left a little earlier than we would have wanted to leave but we were already talking before the family problems and everything we were already talking about like relocating, you know, right. to another place. Mm-hmm. We weren't thinking about going back to Jersey yet, but we were thinking about relocating from Cali. Mm-hmm. Is there any, anywhere else in the world that you're like, if you could pick somewhere to live for like a little while, you'd be interested in trying it out? Yeah, I would. If I'm gonna still live in the United States, I would um, stay in Jersey and maybe get like a house in PA, mm-hmm. so I have mm-hmm. the best of both worlds, or maybe a house in Florida or something, so I can just like go back and forth and have two different kinds of like living but i don't really like the government of this country or agree with a lot of things about this country i'm really living here because my dad is 76 or something and he needs a lot of help you know like it's a lot it would be a shame to leave my brother one of my brothers who also helps alone in it and my mom too my mom and my dad are still together but my mom is older and they they need a lot of help it's not it it would be really not nice to just dip to canada but that's where i would like to go (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to dip to canada because i agree with a lot of uh things about 
that country. You know, some things I don't, but for the most part, I feel a lot better. It feels like their heart is in the right place yeah. more times than not. Yeah. And, and that's the hard thing about, like, becoming more and more aware of, like, what happens in this country and the way that pe- the people run this country. It's like, it feels like they don't care. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the worst part about it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, my conscience, I feel, like, kind of almost embarrassed about it. So mm. my conscience would feel better if I lived in, a, in, a, in Canada, I think. Out of all the different regimes out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, are, there are many. Yeah, yeah, like, or just because Fred is from Ecuador, um, and, I mean, his family is from, he's from New York, but his family is from Ecuador and would be really easy for us to, like, live out there. Mm-hmm. He um, still has family in Ecuador? He still has a ton, a ton of family all over, so we oh can, gosh, you know, we can wow. even be, like, cool nomads and just live all over the place mm-hmm. in Ecuador yeah, if we wanted damn. to. Um, so that would be cool, but... Do you have family outside of the country? No, I mean, my dad is Cuban, and I have family there, but I don't know them. I've met them well, once. Well, you probably wouldn't want to go to Cuba. Yeah, no. Um, I, it was oh, awful when we went. Like, my dad just kept saying he was going to die because it oh. was so sad for him. And he's oh. not a dramatic person at all. Like, he's actually the, the opposite of someone who would say something like that. But the yeah. whole two weeks, he was just, like, saying that over and over. I'm like, please, can we leave early? <laughs> he's like, no, I'm going to stay. <laughs> and I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> why my parents don't want to go back to oh yeah it was heartbreaking he was he he had like all these chest pains too and it wasn't just it was just stress induced because he doesn't ever have any of that kind of stuff it's like my chest is so tight and he's not like he's the kind of person if he feels that he won't even say anything just because he doesn't like to be like the the complaining person he just feels like he has to be machismo but but he was just feeling so deep yeah he was super vulnerable it was super intense to be in that space um i wanted to leave I don't, I don't want that for him. Like, why are we here? We could just go. You've seen yeah. your family. You yeah. know, it was really rough. So you have Ecuador. Yeah, and I love Puerto Rico too. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd easily love to get a house in Puerto Rico. I mean, I feel like I really want to travel everywhere. I think if it wasn't for my family here, I'd, we'd probably be little nomads mm-hmm. going all over the place. Yeah, would you be like, would you do like a van? Would you do like a, like a big... RV, what do they use? That's mostly vans, I guess, right? Mostly, like, when you, when you like, nomads. Yeah, yeah. Fred really wants to get a Ford Transit. Mm. Yeah, he Ooh. really, he wants to trade our car in for a Ford Transit. What is that? Uh, it's like a van, it's like a work van, but you could also, like, fit it so that Check you could sleep out. in it. Like, yeah. um, he would be able to, he would want to do both, like, he'd want to make it so he could either put his tools in it and do tools, or pull those out and put, put everything so we could sleep in it. Um, I personally, I, we had a pop-up. And you think you're gonna have like this cute Netflix experience? Nah. <laughs> we needed a welder. Like we had our our thing fell off. Like and while we were driving, like thank God nobody was behind us. But, but it was like wrong. Like the way they gave it to us and sold it to oh, us was shit. wrong. We had to go and refit the whole back. Um, all kinds of just havoc happened with that so i am not getting involved in anything unless it's like new (laughs) and and so yeah so like i would you know maybe one day we'll be able to get a cool rv or something but i'm not like it has to be like really really good condition because we already did the used in good condition thing and that wasn't oh, fun. Damn. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, those, like, Netflix tiny That's house specials where they're like, you can do it, yeah. like, You can do it. It's like, um, don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. That's why he just wants to get a Ford Transit and throw a, a mattress in there. Because you can get, like, a gym membership, and then you can just, like, shower at the gym. Yeah. And, like, travel the whole That's country the like that. Jordan Reedy were talking about that for a while, too, about that. Yeah, that would be our high fantasy that we would get fixed on. Yeah. It's either a tiny home in the woods or a van. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you could do that, and then especially the way Fred works, he could really get work all over the place. I mean, and if he does what he wants to do with music, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to make it on a huge scale. Even if he could just get paid to do his own little tour in that fashion, where he's you know not really coming out of pocket, but able to travel the whole planet. I mean, the whole the whole planet, the whole the entire entire world tour, a planet tour. Underwater tunnels. Underwater. It's the underwater tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has had to perform underwater. Yeah. They have a statue museum underwater. Oh, wow. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, this might be a stupid question, but what is a statue museum? Like a museum of A bunch statues. of um, statues and, like, other pieces of art and stuff. Like, that's at the bottom of 
uh, like the ocean. How do you get like, down there? There's certain <laughs> They lower it. They lower the, the ocean. Waves. Oh, the... What do you mean? How do you get down where? How do they get into the ocean? Yeah. Wait, the sorry. statues? No, the people who go down into yeah. the museum. The bubble probably. So you have to scuba dive. Uh, oh. <laughs> You said like it's normal. Like, oh yeah, you said scuba dive. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we're gonna have to scuba dive. We're gonna go to Walmart. Well, okay, so it's not for people like us. But if we were a group of friends who all knew how to scuba dive, we would. Oh, okay. Oh, it's for the scuba diving. Scu- scuba diving friends. But <laughs> <laughs> you're a group of friends. You all just go scuba diving. Yeah, for real. Damn. All right, so we have any scuba scuba <laughs> scuba scuba divers. Scuba divers listening, um, there you go. That's the thing you can do. You could go to a museum. If you search things to do at the bottom of the ocean, as yeah. a scuba diver, I'm <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, back to Sierra. No worries. Yeah. Do you scuba dive? This is it, yeah. I don't, but I, every time I go to say snorkeling, I say scuba dive, so people have thought I was going scuba diving. I don't say scuba <laughs> no. dive, I just say scuba very, instead of snorkel for some Very summer. different. I say it all the time for yeah. some reason. That, is that a fear? Does that give you, like... Are you scared if you were to go really down deep into the ocean and worried about your... Why do you always do that, Jordan? Open a rapper while I'm talking. Oh, not while you're talking, but just like... But you just did. Sorry. Jordan literally follows Reno around whenever she starts talking. He's open the rapper next to her. Yeah, no. You just don't want to hear anything I just say. No. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I totally forgot. Scuba? I forgot. Oh, if I like it, no, I don't. Oh, I, yeah, I, fear of like, oh my god, my oxygen. Yeah, I don't really like snorkeling because I always feel like I'm gonna take in water for some reason. I feel like this weird kind of version of claustrophobia, so I don't think I'd really like scuba diving either. But I'd give it a it's go. It's probably some, it's called some other phobia. Yeah, I'd try it, but I don't know if I'd like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Because it's just like. <sighs> I like the water, I like to swim, but I don't know about that. But do you get scared, though, when you're in the ocean and then you can't feel the bottom? Yeah, now as I'm older, I, I never <laughs> cared about shit like that. When I was younger, I used to love that shit. I used yeah. to, like, sit and jump the waves, like, for yeah. hours. And now I do that a little bit, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back yeah. <laughs> to the sand. Yeah. Do you get scared of, like, what's, like, possibly in the water? Because, like... I'm like, I'm like, you could, there could always be like a shark that just like yeah. comes up on you. I was at Asbury Park yesterday and I saw five dolphins. Wow. Five dolphins and they were cool looking and then somebody swam out to them and I was oh. kind of like jealous. I was like, damn, like just fucking flexing on all of us that you could just swim out to the dolphins and the dolphins were right next to him and they didn't care. It was cool. Do dolphins <laughs> not attack if they feel threatened? I don't think so. I, they looked like they were fine. They just kept swimming right along. Mm-hmm. He Supposedly was next to them for a while, too, because like he swam out while they were coming, and so he was able to just like be right next to them while they swam by him. Whoa. It was like, weird flex, bro. Yeah. We all want to get closer to you. <laughs> <laughs> what animal, if you didn't pick an animal that like, you felt like, you, like was like very similar to who you are, what animal? They call that a spirit animal, right? That's what yeah. the kids say these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spirit animal is like such an old old person term. Yeah, I feel like it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be a lemur. Mm, how come? Uh, they're just like spunky and their eyes are all big and, and cute. I just think they're cute and funny. Like, I just identify with them when I see them. I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, the way they like jump from trees and just like, um, and the personality of the lemurs in Madagascar, too. Like, yeah. Like, um, they seem like they're very spooked very easily, which I am, and but also kind of like they'll be aggressive if needed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they do the whole like. Ah! <laughs> so I just uh, uh, they didn't get to see me do that on the podcast, but I just did to impersonate a lemur. But yeah, I just kind of see them, and I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like me. Yeah, just just go on some kind of video service and look at the lemur. And <laughs> Wait, Brendan, what is your spirit animal? Mm, I think probably. Dog, I like I've looked at other animals before, but I think at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I kind of value a lot of the same things that dogs value. Like, I value like people being nice to each other <laughs> and food. <laughs> uh, so those feel like good qualities. What about you? Um, I don't know. Have I said before? Have we asked this question? Mm. Probably a monkey. Mm. Just because when I ever since I was a kid, my dad was because I would be like 
Kind of like you, yeah, like jumping up and down. Yeah, it seems like they're just bouncing like somewhere, like all over the place. But my dad would, um, it's called a safaka, which is safaki monkey, safaka monkey. (laughs) I swear, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. But I have a picture of it, that's what's in the frame, but they bounce on their tails. And they are, yeah, they are like that. So they're like, um, like. Kind of a monkey, but kind of a lemur. Like, they're from both families. Like, mm-hmm. their ancestry. So, um, but yeah, they're they're really cool. Damn, wait, do both your animals have opposable thumbs? Do lemurs have opposable thumbs? Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I, made, I messed up. I think a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think strategically. No, that it explains you perfectly. All right. <laughs> Jordan, what would your animal be? Uh, I'd probably be a frog. Ooh, frog okay. how come? I love frogs. Because I feel very small in life, but when you kiss me, I become a prince. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I don't know. Also, I'm really, I'm high all the time, so I feel like I'm very chilled and mellowed out. Mm -hmm. And, like, frogs are very very mellow animals. Like, Mm -hmm. they could just sit on top of the water on a lily pad, and they could, like... Be underwater, come up. Yeah, yo, that makes me jealous sometimes of animals. Where I'm just like, I'm like, they're like, they're animals who are so content with just like doing nothing, and like, <laughs> like they literally like sit there for so long, and like really will only move if you disturb them. If you don't disturb them, they'll just be there. Like, I'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, what are they thinking about? It's because we don't have the same obviously neural pathways in our brains that animals do. So that's why we get stuck with all the other shit we think about and yeah. feel like we have to do. We don't have a simplified living like them. No. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice. The frog would act the same exact way as we did if he had the same yeah. <laughs> information and brain capacity. <laughs> yeah, like, the, what about those frogs in tuxes that dance? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of the animated uh, character. This weed's really interesting. Yeah, we were smoking today, Josh. This is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what I was in Florida for a bit. Green crack, smoke. possibly. So, like, it's hitting me yeah. harder. Yeah. So I was very giggly today. Oh, my mm. God. Green crack is a lovely strain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you have a favorite strain? Mm, yeah, Jack Herrera. Ooh, I also enjoy Jack Herrera. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. All those. Is that like, a hybrid? It's or a sativa, but it's interesting yeah. because sativa is typically not my favorite. I usually will always prefer a, a indica or a hybrid because mm. a lot of sativas like make my heart race a little too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I do prefer, especially if I'm smoking during the day, to be up and not to feel like kind of bodied by the indica. Yes. It's mm-hmm. just that it's, it's especially in Jersey, well, maybe not now that it's legal, but before, in Jersey it's difficult to find a sativa that's not just like sour diesel, like wake you up with mm-hmm. a big punch. Right. Um, but Jack Herrera is really amazing. Like it wasn't uh, like except for when I lived in Cali that I was able to really kind of enjoy sativas because you could pick exactly like medicinally right. what you need. Yeah. And Jack Herrera is always there because it's like a favorite of everybody. How also, long do you think it'll take for Jersey to get there? Where we have intricate, like different strains, actual bud tenders, and nice cool shops. People walk in and be like, hey, I know exactly what you mean. Like, they're really cool librarians of weed. It could (laughs) be less, but based on like how it was for everybody else, like two to three years. Mm -hmm. But it could be a lot less just because Mm -hmm. Jersey's. We are the way we are. We yeah. We make movies. They did it in five years. We could do it in a year and a half. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we, and we do things in Spanish. You say por la izquierda. We do things on the side, like where we get it, kind of get away with it. You know. Oh be, yes. Oh yeah. Be little like uh, they, in San Diego, they call them trap houses, like the little the little weed shops that they're definitely not legal, but they're there. You know. And, yeah. and the cops will know they're there, but they're not gonna do anything about it. You know. It's it's really when the like literally the feds are. Coming and shutting you down, right. um, which can happen really to any bud place. Um, not, I don't know about still now, but when I was living there, any bud place could get shut down by the feds, not just the little hole in the walls. Um, but mm. people will do it that way. Right now, Jersey actually has the most lax laws when it comes to weed. It pretty much was just like the government was like, "It's legal, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. 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 Like the only law against it is like you can't smoke on the beach. And that's because the second day it was legal, everybody was. Saying, <laughs> right. hey, Person, you know, a friend that I know that's a, a police officer, and he was like, Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we're, 
we really can't ask at all. Like, you could do whatever you want in your car. Yeah. You could do whatever, you know. Like, in Cali, you can't really smoke in your car. It's not supposed to smell like you just smoked weed in your car. Right. You know? But now it's like, it really doesn't. Right now, we're in a little sweet spot where it doesn't matter what you're doing pretty much because they can't really ask right any now. questions. So we're going to get yeah. slapped with the We're going to get all the rules and everything eventually and the regulations. But they really didn't prepare for that. They were just kind of like, have fun for now. Yeah. <laughs> they are also, I think, right now, they're just limiting it to... Uh, just flour. Yeah. Which is kind of bizarre, but I guess it makes sense just because, like, there's different regulations and, like, calculations. And I think edibles, pens because are, edibles are made. Edibles pens are illegal? No, pens should be fine. You said flour, um, so that's why I was wondering. I was like, oh, is mechanical pens? I don't know. Not- I think so. Honestly, like, I don't understand how they're going to limit things when, like, Stuff is just going to be coming in from other states now, yeah. anyway. And that's the yeah, thing, is, like, yeah. I've been to pop-ups, and it's like, yeah, it's legal. Because yeah, it's like, like we, if people have weed, weed right, on their little yeah. tables. Like, I'm like, somebody asked me if, for her to rent us <laughs> they could sell weed. I'm like, no, but maybe someday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just lit. Under a different name, maybe, after dark. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> do, a, do, do a separate kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool, though. I'm happy. Wow. Well, I am just going to ask if you wanted to add anything to your challenge. Oh, oh um, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that thing. Is that back to reality? I don't think so. I Like, I'm sure I'm going to think of ones, but I can't. Hey, if you're I, confident with it, do you want to know how many you have? Um, how many do I have of the second kind, the kind that is, like, really the real breeds? The others are mostly, like, the Um... Five. Five, yeah. Mm. Of the actual breed names. And then the categories with all that, everything you said earlier was 14. Okay. But I like how you gave that breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah I've never known more about cats in my entire life than uh, I do today. Well, tell so. us, what should we, what should, what do humans usually misconstrued about cats? Oh, cool. Um, people get kittens and they don't realize that they're not going to have any idea what the kid's personality is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be the opposite of what you're looking for. So if you're looking for something specific, like you are going to be really disappointed if your cat's not affectionate, you're going to be really disappointed if your cat is like playing all the time or annoying all the time. You know, like you get people that adopt kittens and then later they come back around like, oh, this cat isn't what I wanted and it's X, Y, Z. No, you shouldn't get a kitten, get a cat. Because you can really pinpoint exactly what their personality is going to be, especially at a cat cafe. I forgot to say this. The good thing about the cat cafes and why everyone should support them if there's one local to you um, is because cats in cages are not themselves. They're not. You're not going to really get what their personality is when a cat's in a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, a cat that's outside of a cage is living its best life. You know, it's going to mm-hmm. be safe. It's going to feel like it can just be touched by you or if it's really not interested in being touched you'll know that that's that you know it's a cat that's like that some people like cats like that because they Mm. don't have a lot of time to be super affectionate with the cat Mm -hmm. so they just kind of want a pet that that gives them company but that they don't have that you know like they're low maintenance cats yeah it's a cat a cat that doesn't really want to be touched too much um so yeah so i would just say that give a big big give a grown cat a a chance you know kittens are always going to get adopted but a kitten will always become a cat. Why not you yeah. know, adopt a cat right. while it's... While, while and it's you guys are cat. so helpful because if somebody walks in and they're like, hey, I'm looking for a cat that's kind of like this or like this is my personality. I mesh well if it's like... I'll know exactly know. what cats are. Exactly, like. because right. you guys are like... You bonded with the cats already so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that you have that still have or don't, like got rid of whatever. Like, yeah, we know we get to know the them all really well. Yeah, exactly. That's hard for people to. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, when cats are in cages. Wow, it's so simple. I'm <laughs> kind of fantasizing about having a cat right now. Cats are great. They're great. You can, have, like, you can find the perfect, perfect cat for you. What do you think is the so perfect cat? Perfect cat for Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how much, like, how much do you like petting, petting animals? Because if you like them around you a lot, I'd say get a cat that's, you know, kind of affectionate. But Yeah, no, I like affectionate yeah, animals. Yeah. yeah, So, I would say, because it's funny, because even the color cats have certain personalities, mm. I would probably recommend a tuxedo cat for you yeah, guys. Yeah, I've known tuxedo cats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 tuxedo cat, you know, yeah. they're usually super funny, they usually have such characters, you know, they're vocal, and they like affection. 
but they let you know. Are you down for that, Jordan? Or are you saying that? I don't know. We'll have to go to the cat cafe. No, we'll have to go to the cat cafe and try them out. Well, I was just wondering if you would like a cat that you were more like, because you, Jordan, like, like being in his own zone sometimes, and like a cat that, like another cat that's like Jordan, you know? I'm saying like when you're saying people who do like being like left alone or like there's space he you does know? like that also so that's that what I'm saying like feel like if there's like a like a balance, a balance. an independent yeah. cat yeah, uh, independent that's where it's we like, come and go a lot so we'll be switching off our custody like uh, during the day like we'll be yeah. oh, yeah. basically separated with our work love hours. cats that you just like can <laughs> hold and you squish them and you run that's a tuxedo cat I mean um I could also I would yes. also say maybe a tabby cat too not so much an orange because orange is gonna like kind of want to play a whole lot and they like to they really like to play a lot a brown tabby or gray tabby they they kind of like I like your attention but I'll just chill on my own too you know mm-hmm. yeah how much effect does a uh, the he, like human's personality have on the cat's personality? Because it sounds like they're all like these cats like are like like do adhere to like the breeds like a lot. Of they're prone right? to things, but sometimes it's totally different. Like tortoise shells are actually called uh, uh, t- I think tootie or uh, something like. There's a, a a play on the word to say that they have an attitude. Mm. Like, uh, but my cat doesn't really have an attitude. I mean, she's like kind of stubborn, but she's not. She's not like rude or anything, and so actually, tortoise shell cats are known to be like, especially if they want food or anything, to just be like, hey, you know. And so, so but sometimes a cat will be like that and not really have like you might find an orange cat that's not that friendly and mm-hmm. not not trying to play all the time. But most orange cats are super friendly and want to play, <laughs> like very playful cats. And like usually, orange cats get along with all the cats. You know, they are not really like the shut in kind of cats. But it also depends if they were on the street, mm-hmm. um, what were their first few years like, um, and an or- owner's personality definitely plays a part because, um, like, it depends on your lifestyle. The cat or the dog, they're gonna like pick up on your lifestyle yeah. and kind of eventually adapt to that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, the energy of the house. You know, if it's a very playful, fun, energetic energy, the probably the pet will have that. But like, if it's a super chill. You know, but a super playful cat is gonna be a playful cat regardless. Right, like, right. Bad cats that is just they're like play fiends, like they love to play, and so yeah, just they'll find things in your house to play with. You know? Yeah. Do you feel like from understanding cats really well, you can understand animal other animals really well? Um, like you have some sort of uh, intuition. I, is that a word? I'm yeah, thinking? I think oh, so. Yeah. I always like to. Uh, talk for animals when I see them. So. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite thing. Oh. I always make little voices and try to like say what they, they're thinking and my dad's always like, you always act like you know what animals think. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Oh. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, I think that animals all kind of communicate in their way. You can interpret it, but I can also... Is it true? Okay, I heard this fact in a TV show the other day and I never looked it up, so now I'm just Googling it and that Googling is Sierra. So I'm Sierra. (laughs) So is it true that when cats meow, they're meowing to humans, they never meow to other cats? No, that's not true because I hear the cats meow to each other all the time. (laughs) They'd be like, I hear the cats meow outside. (laughs) It's a a different meow. We don't get... They don't really really go to each other. <laughs> um, oh, so there's, uh, there's like playing nice with the humans. Like, okay, this is. But nice. no, actually, our one cat, Garfield, the big orange cat, yes. used to harass the other cats to be nice wow. to him. He would go to wow. the cats that didn't want anything to do with him, and he would just sit and go, and they would eventually be friends with him. And then you'd oh. see them like laid up next to each other. He would just, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, you'd see him even go with his little paw. Like they can't see me on the podcast, but he'd put his paw out like. <laughs> Be my friend. It was really like humany. Yeah, whoa. sometimes they do things and it's like, whoa. Like, okay. I can't believe you just did that human like thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. So the new Sia movie that just came out, people, if you watch it, just know that the fact they said that in that movie was false. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. Which movie was that? Fake freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. Let me look it up. I'll get back to you. Also, uh, all of your festivals have been plant-based for the most part. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Your journey at all? Yes. Everything we do is plant-based. Um, 
I, I mean, I don't know if Fred's going to make the gauntlet plant-based. I would like him to, but that's more his, his open mic, and I'm working on it. But mostly, almost everything that uh, Jersey Cat Cafe does is plant-based. Um, when we open, when we reopen, everything that we have will be plant-based. Um, we're thinking about also maybe getting a food truck, and it would be, you know, display Jersey Cat Cafe, but we would sell vegan food. We go to events and you know local things and um, and sell vegan food and bring the concept and and the um, let everybody know about Jersey Cat Cafe and like you know every time we give a, a meal give a little pamphlet with explanation or yeah. have it right on the packaging or something like that so that people know about us and come and visit and, and adopt the cats and um, what what was the question? Just your plant based journey. Oh, yeah. plant based. Yeah. So we um, everything we do is plant based because. I love the animals, and if you love animals, you shouldn't eat them. <laughs> That's the main thing. It's just, you know, I mean, we don't say vegan because I feel like uh, there's been a lot of, like, hate uh, between, like, be people who eat meat and vegans, and, like, there's a lot of, like, really negative uh, perception because of all of that, and so I like to say plant-based because it's just, you know, focusing on fruits and veggies and how you can yeah. eat less meat um, or gradually phase it out of your diet. Yeah. Um, that's the main focus is we, like I said, it's, it's all about meeting people where they are and yeah, just working with them, you know, and getting the, getting people to kind of understand the impact of what it means to eat meat, you know, because a lot of it is just a disassociation where I feel like people aren't really even realizing, you know, the truth about what where our meat comes from and what happens to the animals. And so I think that when you explain that to people honestly and people are open to understanding it, um, people will kind of naturally want to eat less meat and mm -hmm. want to make changes in, in the ways that they can. And so that's a huge part of Jersey Cat Cafe is like not only saving the cats, but saving all animals as much as we can. You know, um, a huge end game plan for me would be to one day have a farm and have a ton of, you know, tiny homes and spaces on the property that people can rent and like mm. come and meet the animals and it mm -hmm. would just be a sanctuary for animals mm -hmm. and to just show people how sentient these beings are and how loving they are and I think that people don't interact with farm animals enough and that's that's that uh, it allows for more disassociation and ability to like really kind of disconnect from what we're what we're doing and so I just want it to all be about just like education and helping people to connect more with their food and and realize how much better you're going to feel when you get rid of all that stuff in your diet. Because a lot of people actually don't switch over because of the sentient side of things. It's more because of health reasons. And that's a huge reason to do it too. Do it for yourself. You know, mm. when people tell me they're going through stuff physically, I just say, cut that cheese, man. That's <laughs> that cheese is killing you, you know? It's literally killing you, dog. Like, you got to stop. It, it yeah, stops people can't tolerate dairy anymore. Yeah, yeah, it stops you from sleeping. It stops you from concentrating. It causes, uh, like, ADD symptoms. I, I know so many people Whoa. that stop so much problems from not eating People cheese. do have to, if you are listening for this and you're thinking about going plant-based or whatever, like, just make sure you are still getting your proper amount of minerals and nutrients. Yeah, exactly. Because there's people who really make the switch and then you don't. That's why vegans take, or plant-based people take supplements. This is why people, like, or, or, like, you know how to, like, you get, like, an extra container of B12 powder because, like, a lot of the stuff you're going to eat does not have B12. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're getting everything you need. Um, that's a, another thing is, like, I, I really want to get to the point where we're hosting gatherings where we're talking to people about what it's like to make the switch. Like actually my first, you know, business venture ever was I, when I finished college, I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't finish college. I actually did two years of college and didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to cosmetology school cause I really like makeup. Mm. And then once I finished that, I opened up a little, a tiny little hole in the wall salon where I just did makeup and I sold organic cosmetics. And the whole point of it was to teach people how to switch over from their, their, products that is full of chemicals and, and yeah. not vegan to natural plant-based products yeah. and I explained to people why and I showed people what was in their stuff and so I want to do the same thing but not only just not in, in that sense but on, in food as well and so eventually the whole the goal is once we're stable and in a space <laughs> is to be able to you know connect with people um, yeah. whether it be in person or zoom and be able to like, or email and to be able to like really explain to people how to make the switch um, because you have to do, I think you have to do it gradually. If you're going to do it cold turkey, then you have to really have a plan in place and you have yeah. to be a really disciplined person. 
Um, this would be a very helpful like web webinar if yeah. you did something virtually or if you did like yeah a live event if you're able to swing that with who knows like what's happening coming fall and winter according to the pandemic but yeah um, and like meetups the the app meetups is really good for stuff like yeah, that yeah like, like that's a, just, yeah and like there's tons of information online there's tons of Instagram accounts to follow um, but like know. people want to know more about that though yeah. they do like there's there's a a craving for it it's and growing like, it exponentially is tr- it is the trend yeah it's yeah. not just like i mean it isn't just the trend but it is a thing right now where like if you're a business that does not have you know vegan friendly options at least or if you don't have things that are like just good natural healthy like organic whatever alternatives people then, will like, walk out because some people just yeah people, that your stuff business anymore. won't grow like it's kind of it is like everybody or anything environmentally friendly like yeah, yeah, so we just really want to help people make the switch and uh, gradually phase out those products that are really harming everybody, the planet, themselves. Um, and we love the animals, man. Pigs, mm-hmm. are, pigs are your friends. Cows are your friends. Well, you Shit. love the animals, <laughs> and we love you, Sierra. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. That any was closing awesome. remarks? Any Thinking about plug, any handles, anything of like where they people can see and see sure, where. yeah. Follow us at Jersey Cat Cafe on Instagram. Um, it's been a little quiet on that platform just because we have just been busy, you know, getting the space together and like all the whole process that it takes to go with that. And we've been bending, and it's been a really really crazy summer. And I'm not the best with posting, but we're there, Jersey Cat Cafe, <laughs> and um, my husband's face cadet. F-A-C-E Cadet um, at Instagram and he makes a lot of awesome music Um, and what else what else yeah it was really amazing talking with you guys and hanging out with you guys and it was fun uh, getting into what we're doing and I really hope you guys enjoy it and stick with us because it's going to be great we're going to do lots of things yeah for sure hell yeah guys any last thoughts Uh, just come on out to uh, Weedman's Joint if you're listening to this and it's October on the first three mm, Wednesdays of the month or tomorrow if you're listening to this or today if you're listening to this like September 15th time is irrelevant guys go to Weed Man that's, that's the bottom line <laughs> <laughs> have a good night enjoy all your